We screamed. Ah! It was standing right behind us. Storytime Flicks, created by Stanley. Meanwhile, on the Great District Agency. I received a phone call from a guy named Daniel Michelson, who was working at a 7-Eleven in Florida around 1 a.m. He kept hearing noises in the store. Every time he heard something, he was always alone in the store. Lately, things kept falling off the shelves for no reason, and he noticed that he had to keep restocking the Funday chocolate bars every day, and no one had been buying them for about a month now. Then he said today... A male customer about six foot two and approximately 200 pounds entered the store and asked for a Funday chocolate bar. Mr. Michelson told him it was on aisle two. Hence, the customer went down aisle two. Mr. Michelson said he could barely see down the aisle, but something green-looking jumped off one of the shelves, and the customer screamed. <coughs> Mr. Michelson ran over to help and couldn't believe his eyes. Whatever it was, it attacked and mutilated the customer. Mr. Michelson said, it happened so fast it was a blur. Blood and body parts were everywhere as if the customer exploded. And all the fun day chocolate bars were also gone. Mr. Michelson said he didn't see the creature other than something small and green. So we really don't have a good description. Mr. Michelson told me that he's not sticking around. He said he left the keys outside under the garbage can for us. It made me think. What is small enough to fit on a shelf and capable of mutilating a six-foot-two man about 200 pounds in less than a minute? We arrived at the store. We were looking around the store for any evidence of this creature. There has to be a reason why it's hanging around a 7-Eleven. Chris came over and said he found a bunch of candy bar wrappers in the corner. It could have just been some kid that ate it and threw it in the corner, though. But just in case, I sent Chris to the mobile lab to test it for any foreign DNA. The soda can fell off the checkout counter right where I was standing. I don't know what caused it to fall, and I went around to the other side to see if something was hiding behind the counter. Nothing back here. Then another can fell. Tracy walked over and stood on the other side of the counter, and she said she heard a soda can fall, but didn't see anything on her side. Meanwhile, Chris was in the mobile lab analyzing the candy wrappers. Chris heard something on the roof. He stood still, waiting to see if he heard it again. Then he heard it again. So Chris went outside. He climbed up the side of the truck to take a look. He saw two dents in the roof. He went back inside the lab. He noticed the test had finished. He was rushing to get out of there just in case whatever made that dent in the lab came back. So he sent the info to my phone, and he ran out of there. Back inside the store, Tracy said in the storage room, all the way in the back, she found a large open cardboard box with rags and more empty Fun Day candy bar wrappers, like someone was keeping a pet in the box. I called Mr. Michelson. Hello? I asked him, was anyone keeping a pet in the storage room? He said, no. 
I told him about the box in the storage room. He said, I don't know anything about that. Chris walked in. He told us that something was on the lab's roof, and it made dents in it. Also, he said the test had finished, and he sent the results to my phone. I looked at my phone, and the results told us it was a Tasmanian elf. A Tasmanian elf is a cunning supernatural creature. It usually eats small insects and animals, smaller than it is. If you mess with its food, it will completely rip you apart. But its favorite food is chocolate, peanut butter, and Rice Krispie, the exact ingredients in the Fun Day Bar. It can teleport up to 20 feet away. They are about 2 feet tall with large purple teeth, pointy ears, and green skin. Tracy said I'm going to another store up the street for some Fun Day Bars to use it as bait. I'll leave it up to you and Chris to figure out how to catch it. Chris said, why can't we just kill it? I said, you know the great district agency rules. We must catch it alive. It's too intelligent and fast to capture it with any physical traps. We would have to use the Book of the Sleepers. It's an ancient book of witch spells. Chris' eyes opened wide. He said, I'm going nowhere near that thing. I said, I thought you weren't scared of anything. Chris said, well, uh, 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 I don't think I'm capable of using it the right way. I said, don't worry. Tracy has been studying that book. Maybe Tracy would do it. Tracy came back with the Fun Day candy bars for bait. She heard us talking about the book. And without hesitation, she said, I'll do it. I said, okay. I asked Chris to get the book. He hesitated because of the sound he heard earlier when he was in the mobile lab. Tracy placed the candy in front of the checkout counter, giving us an excellent way to see it while hiding on the other side of the counter. Chris returned with the book. He gave it to Tracy. Tracy said we first must make sure it cannot leave the store. I know of a spell in this book that will keep the Tasmanian elf inside the store. Tracy looked for the spell in the book. Tracy said, I found it. I will need four rocks from outside, one from each side of the building. Chris said, I'll get them. Tracy then searches for a binding spell to capture the Tasmanian elf when it takes the bait. Tracy said, I found something that will work. Tracy had to put a spell on the candy, so when the elf touches the candy, it will not be able to teleport or move. Chris came back with the rocks. Tracy placed them in a circle on the checkout counter. Then Tracy performed the spell. To all the sleepers on this earth, I call upon you to seal this store from corner to corner and ceiling to floor so that only the Tasmanian elf is bound and cannot leave until I allow it to do so. Then Tracy placed the candy bars in the middle of the rocks on the counter. Then she performed the binding spell on the candy. Sleepers, I call upon you to bind the Tasmanian elf where it can't go forward or it can't go back, but stay right where it stands when it touches the candy and only release it upon my command. We placed the rocks and candy bars on the floor in front of the counter as planned. Then we hid behind the counter. 
we watched the security camera monitor waiting for it to come. There it goes. The Tasmanian elf walked by the candy. Then it returned and stood next to the candy and stared at it. Then it ran off. So we waited a few more minutes to see if it would come back. It teleported right next to the candy bars on the floor and laughed. (laughs) Then it teleported away. Tracy and Chris looked at me. We screamed. Ah! It was standing right behind us. We ran from behind the counter and hid in the storage room. We waited before we went back into the store. We opened the door to the storage room and peeped into the store. We can see the Funday bars on the floor. So we walked around to see if we could find the Tasmanian elf. We didn't see it. I told Tracy and Chris, the Tasmanian elf is too clever for us to leave the bait in the middle of the floor. I asked Chris to put the candy on the shelf where it usually goes, and we would try to catch it that way. So we hid in the storage room again and watched the store from the security camera monitor. We saw it walk past the aisle the Funday bars were on. Then we saw it peep around the corner of the aisle. Then it slowly backed away. We couldn't see it on the camera anymore. We watched the monitor. It teleported right in front of the candy bars. It grabs a candy bar and froze right where it was standing. I turned to Tracy and said, that spell was perfect. Tracy said, thank you. I called for the removal team. Chris went outside to post the Gray District Agency sign, warning people that this is now a Gray District. How about you? Do you know of a Gray District? Could you leave it in the comments below? Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. Story time flicks.